Praise the Lord. I'm preaching this morning on the subject of... Um, where am I here? Experiencing God's presence. If you'll turn in your Bibles to Psalm 16, uh, a, a, simple, a simple message. And... Um, On the presence of God, I, you know, I was thinking in the last 48 hours as I was preparing this uh, message for today and thinking about our service today, I was thinking about what a wonderful thing it is to be in the presence of God. Do you realize that in the Old Covenant, uh, because of uh, the fact that Jesus had not yet come and redeemed us, and redeemed man, that, uh, you know, the, the children of Israel, they really never could get right into the Holy of Holies. Remember, there were, there were layers of, uh, if, you, if you study sometime, and maybe sometime we will, if you study sometime the tabernacle and uh, the way it was set up and then the temple, there were all these uh, layers of courts. Remember that? There was an outer court, there was an inner court, and finally the curtain and then the Holy of Holies. And the only one that was allowed into the Holy of Holies until the night or the day that Jesus was crucified was the high priest. I mean for hundreds of years. Isn't that something? So they could experience the presence of God, but only from an, from an outside looking in sort of view. But when Jesus died on the cross and he said the words, it is finished, the, uh, the Greek word for that is here on the, on the communion table. You can see that. Teteleste. Uh, I'm trying to get that pronounced right. That's a Greek word. It's not something strange. Yes. Teteleste. Uh, that, that word is a Greek word. Uh, Meaning, it is finished. And that's what Jesus said on the cross. Now, most likely, He didn't say it in Greek. He said it in Aramaic. But uh, that's a great word because it reminds us of something that happened. And the very next thing, chronologically, that happened when Jesus said it is finished is God ripped that veil in two. And for the first time, just an average person, anyone, everyone, whosoever will, could rush into the presence, the very presence of God. And I think we sometimes take that all for granted, don't we? We, uh, you know, it's easy to just to, to be nonchalant about it. Or to say, well, I'm going to church, I'm going over there to Grace Harvest, and they'll sing us to the higher levels and... We'll worship, and, and I tell you, I enjoy worshiping with you all. Uh, this morning I was, you know, my, my, uh, my thing I can do for God, I can play the organ a little. And, uh, and uh, so I, uh, I just, I play to the best of my ability what the Lord's given to me, and I sing uh, and, uh, and, and do what I can, but I was, I was so enjoying this morning, you know, with our worship team and then with the congregation, I was so enjoying worshiping with uh, the body of Christ. 
is something about, you know, we can have our own private worship, can't we? And surely, you know, you ever been driving along in the car and you just sing a song to the Lord or, or just pray or whatever? And that's great, isn't it? There's that intimacy and there's that time that we spend in the presence of the Lord and sort of create a presence, uh, a, a, an atmosphere that, that we can be in His presence. But it's also great to be with other believers, isn't it? There's just something about, there's a strength in I, you know, I really don't understand why folks don't want to go to church. <laughs> and I'm not being religious about that or, you know, rule mongering. But I'm just telling you, uh, you'd have to make a rule for me not to come. Even if I wasn't the pastor or a pastor, I would still go somewhere. Praise the Lord. And, uh, and come to church and, and lift my voice with other believers. There's just strength. In unity, you know, uh, Paul taught a lot about the body of Christ and how it works together. And he said, uh, for this cause, many sleep or they're dead prematurely, not discerning the Lord's body. Well, we think that refers to the communion wafer. It's not. He's talking about the body of Christ, not discerning, not realizing. Folks, we all need each other. Can you say amen? amen? There might be some minister somewhere preaching something you don't like, and their tendency is to throw that dude under the bus yeah. and just discount his whole life and ministry. It doesn't count. Just as soon as not have him. But you know, that's the wrong spirit. Sometimes we might have to just say, well, I don't understand the message. Maybe it's not to me. It might be to somebody else. God uses us all in different ways. Amen? Praise God, but it's just, I don't know, I just wanted to say that. I just, didn't, I just, I sensed the presence, I sensed the presence of the Holy Spirit here today, right now, in this service. Does anyone else sense His presence, sense His comfort? Hallelujah. It's not about, it's not about our cutting edge music. It's not about, you know, if we have special lights or a smoke machine. The only reason we have to put in a smoke machine is because we don't have any glory anyway, so we just put in a smoke machine to cover it up. I think, ooh, Brother Portman, you're getting out there, aren't you? But uh, really, seriously, come on, praise the Lord. I think it's almost like brass for gold. Uh, you know, you, did you know that there has been services? I mean, in modern times, in recent times, there's been services. My friend Jim Andrews there in Lima, Peru, he told me, he's written me before, and he said, this Sunday in our service, the whole congregation could see the, uh, a smoke, a holy smoke. Talk about holy smokes. They had holy smokes. That's not marijuana, by the way. It's not very holy, is it? But, uh, or tobacco. But it's, it's, a, it's, it's, the, it's the glory cloud of the Holy Spirit. You know, we need to believe that those things can occur. We need to expect it. Praise God. And we don't need a smoke machine with fog. A fog it's a fog machine, right? We don't need that to create the illusion of it. And uh, that's fine if that's what you do. But uh, that'll be the day when David Horton has a fog machine. I'm just telling you. But uh, I, just, I, just, I just would rather just be in His presence... And, and, and we all worship together, and I'm just really caught up in this thing. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now. We're going to go over a lot of scriptures this morning uh, about the presence of the Lord. 
But if you're just depending on Sunday morning to get in the presence of the Lord, you know, you're, you're behind the curve, I'm telling you. You'll never really experience all that God has for you in that way. And I'm not condemning anyone for that. I'm just encouraging you. Amen? You can get in God's presence and should be. I'm going to use the word should. Can you do that today in church? Can you say should? But I really believe we should be if we really want what God has for us and to hear the voice of God. Uh, How many times have people been at the altar saying, Lord, speak to me. I need to hear his voice. But he's speaking to you all the time. Uh, But we have to make room. How many remember the TV show, Make Room for Daddy? Well, (laughs) we need to make room for uh, the Holy Spirit. Make room for His voice. Make room for His presence. Praise the Lord. And, 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 uh, and we're going to do that this morning. We're going to have a different kind of service. I tell you, the Lord just spoke to me today. And I'm just going to upset the apple cart in some way. I don't know. We're going to make applesauce. We're going to do something. But I'm going to preach a little and give you some scriptures. And then we're going to just gather down front. And we're going to get around the piano here or something. And we're going to worship God and we're going to hear from from heaven today. Amen. Amen. It's great to hear from the pastor, but it's greater to hear from the good, the head shepherd. Amen. Hallelujah. So we don't always do anything different, but we're not just for the sake of difference sake, but we're going to do some things the Lord has shown me. Amen. So I want you to see here, though, uh, Psalm 16. Let's go over some of these scriptures about. The presence of the Lord. Where is, have you ever wondered, where, where's my miracle? Where's my healing? Where's, where's the voice of God? Where's the direction that I'm seeking? Um, where's my provision that I've been claiming by faith and praising the Lord for? And I'll tell you, uh, there's just nothing like getting in God's presence and, and hearing from Him. Amen. Psalm 16. Uh, verse 11, Thou will show me, this is our key scripture today, Thou will show me the path of life in Thy presence is fullness of joy. Amen? You're not going to get this kind of joy that we sang about earlier, the joy unspeakable and full of glory. You're not going to get that in Orlando at Universal Studios. You're not going to get that at Disney World. You're not going to get that on a day at the beach or at a Memorial Day barbecue, for that matter. You're, uh, even though that's a fun thing, those are all fun things to do and fine. Praise the Lord has its place in our life, a little entertainment. But we're not, you know, we can have a good time and and happy time and laugh and humor and all that. But that's not this. That's not, that's not what this is talking about. This is not talking about fullness of human level happiness. Uh, boy, there's sinners that have that. But it's the joy of the Lord that strengthens us. Amen? You can have the joy of the Lord in the darkest night, in the darkest time, when, when you're not sure about tomorrow. You're not sure the direction uh, that tomorrow's going to take. But you can have the joy of the Lord. Amen? We're, this is a spiritual joy. This is a fruit of the Holy Spirit at work in your life. Amen? So, joy is not to be confused with just, you know, uh, human emotion of happiness. 
How many know that happiness comes and goes? You can be happy one minute, somebody sees and look at you wrong, and the next moment it's all gone, and it's like, eh, eh, you know. Or get bad news, and your your happy level goes out the window. But praise God, we've got. We're not talking about happiness. That's that's that's. I don't know what you know. Happy one minute, sad the next, or mad. But we're talking about joy. Praise God, real joy that springs up out of our innermost being. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord. How many believe God's got joy today? How many believe Jesus has got joy? You think He's he's walking around with His head down looking at the cracks in the gold streets there, you know, or something? <laughs> if there's any cracks. But it says, At thy right hand... There are, uh, right hand of God, there are pleasures forevermore. Now, glory to God, if you put that together, if you just put that part together with Ephesians 2, it says that we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus at this place, this geographical spiritual place called right hand. Amen. Where, where are you seating? Where, seated, sitting. Ah, praise the Lord. Where are you sitting? You are sitting at right hand. Amen. In other words, we're in Christ. We're not Christ. Don't get me wrong. I'm not preaching we're many messiahs running around. That's crazy. That's a doctrine you can find somewhere strange. But uh, we're not talking about something weird. But we're talking about the fact that we believe that we are abiding in the vine. Amen. God's, God's in us through Christ and we're in Christ. Our life is wrapped and hid in Him. Amen? And so we're in Christ and, and, and therefore by being in Christ we're seated together with Him by being in Him in this heavenly place. And what does it say that there is, is, is available there? Pleasures forevermore. Amen? Praise the Lord. Let's look at a few more scriptures. Are you getting anything out of this today? Amen. One amen. A couple of nods. All right. I want to read this to you as just a kind of a, a statement, a confession. In God's presence, according to what we just read, is fullness of joy. At His right hand are pleasures forevermore. Draw near to God, and this is all scriptural. Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. My presence will go with you. The Lord is near to all who call upon Him, to all who call upon Him in truth. So, in other words, how many remember the old gospel song? Uh, I think Sandy Patty or somebody sang it. He's as close as the mention of His name. Uh, different ones have recorded that, but but that's really true. He is as close as the mention of his name. You can stop right in the middle of your day that isn't going too well. Anybody ever have a day that ain't going too well? Can I say ain't? Praise God. Not going too well. You have a day that's not going too well. And uh, it's tough. Sled, as they say. Tough sled. Not a lot of sledding here in Florida. Thank God. We're delivered from ice and snow. But uh, there's one deliverance. If you can't shout about anything else, shout. Thank God that you're not, you know, uh, 
some, as one preacher said, some cold, dark place. Amen. We're not in a cold, dark place. You ever have a tough day and uh, you just think, golly, I need, I need, I need relief. I need deliverance. I need help. Well, help is right here, right now. All you have to do is say Jesus. That's really true. Again, I, 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 I think of the gospel through music a lot. And that, that again, that old song, there's just something about that name. Well, what is it about that name? What is it? That, you know, they don't really explain it in the song. It's just leave you hanging. There's something about that name. Well, what is it that's about it? What's the, well, it's the name above every name. It's the name that, that makes the crooked places straight. You ever had a crooked place? Tough place. Hard to maneuver. Hard to get around in, in that place that you're at. But praise God, you know, all you have to do. I mean, then stop in the middle of your toil. Stop in the middle of strife. Stop in the middle of, of, of struggle. Stop in the middle of problems and say, praise God. Lord, I just want to take a moment here to lift up Your name. And I acknowledge that Jesus is Lord in my life. And that God is helping me. Hallelujah. I will say of the Lord, He is my helper. He is my strength. The Lord, you know, quote Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, or a better word, there would be lack. I shall, it doesn't mean desire, but it means I shall not lack any good thing, for I have the Lord with me. The, I've told you this and told you this. The one lie, the devil only has one lie, folks. He doesn't have a whole bag of them. One. Now he says that lie, you know, a million different ways. But he's got one lie, and his lie is this. You lack. That's your lie. That's his lie. He's, that's what he started with Eve on in the garden, and that's what he's told you and me our whole life. You lack. Why do people get in trouble? Let's just talk about behavioral holiness. Why do people, you know, uh, make wrong choices, do wrong things, get involved in adultery or something, you know, really extreme like that? What's their problem? They, they believe the lie. The lie is you lack. Everyone else is out here having the time of their life, and here you are stuck at home, you know, watching TVN or something. You know, the devil will absolutely lie to people like that and tell them all kinds of stuff. And he'll tell you, um, why, why do, in other words, why does someone commit suicide? Let's take something really extreme. Because they believe the lies. The devil has told them, you lack, there's no help for you. Nothing can turn your life around, and therefore you have to end it. And they believe that lie. And the lie from the devil about you lack is an, is, is an accusation against God. Because what the devil is saying is God doesn't love you. He's not a good father to you. He's not providing for you. He's not helping you. That's the lie. But praise God, the Bible says that we are not ignorant... Of Satan's devices. So I'm here today to be uh, heralding the truth to you. Don't you love that word, heralding? I bet you don't hear that a lot during the week. It's a church word. But it's good. 
Because it means you're announcing it and you're proclaiming it. And I'm proclaiming, I'm here to tell you that in God there is no lack and God is not cutting you short on anything. Amen. He's not. And the devil uses circumstances and situations to get you to believe the opposite. But he's a liar, liar, pants on fire. Amen. Uh, here's some scriptures, some more scriptures, and then we're going to get in the presence of God a little more today. Because I just felt led today that many of you need a touch of God. So why don't we just get it today? What's wrong with this Sunday? What's wrong with this day? Amen? And so you can reach out with your heart and say, Touch me, Lord, in a special way. Touch my mind. You know what we do? We close in, don't we? we, we I'm not talking about screaming and hollering and running up and down the aisles. But I'm talking about, if we're not careful, we, 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 we put on our bulletproof, plastic-coated, whatever we wear, religious outfit, and come to church, and I don't have any needs, I don't need anything, you know. And it's like, I mean, even preachers can do this. I don't need anything, don't touch me, don't pray for me, don't point me out, don't do anything, leave me alone. And what that is, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, it's, it's a defense mechanism. But you know what? I tell you what, there's nothing like just, just, just opening up. I'm not talking about to the pastor or to even someone else. But just opening up to the Holy Spirit. We're not talking about opening up to the world. We're talking about opening up your heart to the Holy Spirit and saying, Lord, touch me. Amen. Touch my mind. Touch my emotions. You know, uh, defensiveness and those things are just, it's just a, it, like I said, it's just a protection. We're protecting our heart. We don't want to be hurt anymore. We don't want to have our feelings hurt. We don't want to be vulnerable. But, but that's the work of the enemy to keep you from going on in God and being touched and being blessed. How many here has ever had at least one experience with God where you can say, I knew God touched me. I knew He blessed me. I knew I was changed. I was broken, not in a negative way, but broken in a good way. I was broken open. I was in a, there was an openness to my heart. And I knew God touched me. I knew it was the anointing. I knew it was the Holy Spirit. And I knew it wasn't just because I was excited about what the pastor had preached or the song that, the, the, that they had sung or, you know, the beat of the, the organ or whatever. It wasn't that. It was truly an encounter with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I felt the anointing and the presence of God. And I'm telling you, there is nothing like it. And once you have it ever once, you're never satisfied until you get it again. Glory to God. I want to be in hot pursuit of the Spirit. There is, there is you know, we believe, we believe in healing. We believe in prosperity. We believe in all the blessings of redemption. But I'll tell you folks, there, 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 there's no physical manifestation. There's no automobile. There's no beautiful home. There's no nothing like that. There's no anything, sorry, that, that takes the place of the presence of God. Amen. The anointing of God. 
just makes all that fade. I love, that's why I love that little old chorus, you know, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the things of this world grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. And I'll tell you what, I believe if you get in the glory, if you get in the presence, my wife and I, we saw a woman that came to healing school there at, at, at Rama and uh, in Tulsa when we were there on staff. And this woman came and she was all, you know, just bent up like this with rheumatoid arthritis. You ever seen somebody like that? I mean, her, her poor little fingers looked like just knots. And, and her toes and her knees and every joint in her body was just taken over by this thing. She's, she's uh, got a walker. She really should have been in a wheelchair, just kind of like grit determination. I'm not getting in a wheelchair kind of thing, you know. And she's just barely moving. And we prayed for her. We anointed her with oil. We prayed for her every prayer you could pray. We had intercessors with her in the room, intercessors with her out of the room. We did soaking prayers. We did. We bound and rebuked everything we could think of, and I mean, you know, we had her jump for joy. We had her doing everything you can't imagine. You know, acting her faith, resting in God, soaking it in everything, and she was none better. I'm telling you, it was like we have hit a brick wall. You ever you ever ministered to somebody like that? And uh, finally, one day, Sheree and I, we said, you know what? We're going to call a special session. Uh, instead of lunch, if you if you must eat, then go eat. But instead of lunch, we're going to just get in His presence. And we're going to worship the Lord, which is what we're going to do today. And, and so we got in the presence of God, and that little woman got lost in the Spirit, if you know what I mean by that. I mean it was her and Jesus. And we watched, as she was worshiping, we watched the first little joints, the swelling go down. Fingers pop out, her arms loosened up, and she's standing here straight as an arrow. I mean, just completely free from that thing, worshiping the Lord. Well, I she got so lost in the Spirit, she didn't know she was healed. Isn't that wonderful? Do you find that wonderful? I find that amazing. And so we watched her, and I got in front of her because I wanted to see her reaction when she realized her healing had manifested. And I got in her face and I said, Sister, she got her little, she, she was getting her Kleenex out of the purse, you know, to, 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 to wipe her, her nose and her eyes. And she, she began to get that out. And I said, Sister, look at your hands. And when she did, she went, Ah! She screamed. <laughs> She had not even realized that she was healed. And she began to get that out. What was that from? Just getting in the presence of God. Her healing was there. Amen. Folks, our healing, our, our, our needs being met, uh, God touching our heart from grief, whatever it is, is all right there in the presence of God. He said in the Psalms, we just read it, in His presence. Is joy and pleasures at thy right hand is pleasures forevermore. Boy, it's a pleasure to get a healing when you've been in pain. It's a pleasure, isn't it? To have God supernaturally supply for you when you've been behind and in lack. Oh, praise the Lord. Well, I'm excited about it. You can tell. Amen. Thank God. Now it says here, 
uh, Exodus 33:14. We'll just go through some of these scriptures, and then we'll we'll do what I said we're going to do. Exodus 33:14. He said, "My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest." What's that from? The presence of God. Amen. Deuteronomy 4.29 These are in order as they fall into the Scripture. But from there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find Him if you seek Him with all your heart and with all your soul. Praise the Lord. Uh, look at this. Second Kings 13.23 2 Kings 13.23 But the Lord was gracious to them, had compassion on them, and regarded them because of His covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And by the way, that covenant was ratified and finished through Jesus Christ. And it's our covenant. So whatever is true for this is true for us now. And would not destroy them Or cast them from His presence. Hallelujah. We're not cast from His presence. We're drawn into it. Amen. And then, of course, Psalm 16, which we we read before. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Do you realize how powerful that verse is? That's why I picked it as the key verse. How many need to be shown the path of life? You got decisions to make, direction to take. Amen. Um, look at Psalm thirty-one, nineteen. We'll read just a couple of more, and then we're going to move to what I want to do. Oh, Psalm thirty-one, verse nineteen. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men. You shall hide them in the secret place of your presence from the plots of man. You shall keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Can you say amen? Amen. Psalm 34, Psalm 34, 18 and 19. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord lets you sit there and stew and suffer in it. Is that what it says? That's what some folks believe, but that's not what the Scripture says. It says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. How many of them? All. All. Praise God. Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Amen. And then finally, let's read this one. Is 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 a, a couple more just here in Psalm. Psalm 95, verses 2 and 3. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to Him with psalms. For the Lord is the great God and the great King above all gods. 
And then one more. Psalm 100. Oh, 100 here. Amen. Verses 2 through 5. Serve the Lord with gladness. How? With sadness. <laughs> gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. Oh, praise. Don't get me started on that, right? We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and His truth endures to all generations. Would that include our generation today? Would that include us and our life? Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's lift our hands and thank God today. Amen.